Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake up call. Wake up call 036, not of this world. Wake up call 036, not of this world. Hey, I'm your host, AJ, and this is the Faith for My Generation podcast. I'm so thankful that you're listening or watching, wherever that may be. Remember, we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and of course, the podcast channel. Wherever there are fine podcasts, listen to. You can find them the Faith for My Generation podcast. And it's a brand new wake-up call for a brand new week, as you heard the title, Not of This World. I want to go to John 17, beginning at verse 13. I'm going to read a couple verses, John 17, 13 through 19, for our wake-up call this morning. Verse 13, Jesus speaks. He's actually praying here. John 17, Jesus prays for himself. He prays for his, uh, his disciples, which include you and me. And then he prays for all believers. Beginning at verse 13, this is a portion of his prayer that he's praying. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, And the world has hated them because they are not of this world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. There's a couple things going on here in this portion of Scripture that I want us to see. The very first one I want to see is this. Jesus has given us the Word of God. You know, some people, uh, I encounter so many fun <laughs> fun people when I'm doing stream. If you're not on TikTok and you, or if you're on TikTok and you've not followed me over there, you can simply search The AJ Bible, all lowercase, and you'll find my, my uh, profile. And I stream on there uh, a couple days a week and just do some Bible reading. And man, have I found a lot of interesting folk over there. A lot of good Christian people as well. A lot of believers. Hey, and we're winning people over there all the time. I mean, every time we go to stream, we're leading people to Jesus. Just last week, man, this is a great testimony. Just last week, I was streaming one day. I had two different men uh, that were watching the stream that gave their life to Christ. One was a Muslim man and one a Hindu man. So how about that? Um, Just real, raw unbelieving sinners in other religions, dead pagan religions. And through that stream, they believed on Jesus. So thank God for that. Um, But what I was going to make mention of, there's a lot of people, I say a lot of people, there's people in the world, I don't know how many, but I know this, there are people in the world that then they look at the Bible, they don't see the Bible as God's Word. They see it as a book. I don't know, maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking about it. Do you really treat the Bible as the Word of God? Or is it just to you a book? Is it just some good sayings? Is it just some good advice? 
or is it the word of God? And Jesus is saying right here in verse 14, praying to the Father, he said, I've given them your word. Father, I have given these disciples your word. And so what is Jesus making the point? He's saying, what I've spoken is the word of God. And we, we see this. We see that the word of God, as Second Peter chapter 1, we're going off notes already. We're, we're four minutes into the podcast, and we're going off note. That's all right. <laughs> I've learned to keep my notes a little bit shorter nowadays because uh, lots of times I'll have something come up in my mind or my spirit. But Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20, knowing this, first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any, any private interpretation. Verse 21, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So the Word of God, the Bible that we have today, it was written down, yes, by men. Right there, there's a. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but you know there, there was this funny video going around of this lady. A guy said to this lady, "You know the Bible is written by men," and the lady fired back, "Well, who do you think was going to write it? Cats, dogs, chickens, cows? Of course, men wrote it down. Men pinned it down, but as they were moved on by the Holy Spirit, I like to say it this way: the Bible has many penmen, roughly forty authors, or excuse me, forty penmen." but one author. Many penmen, but one author. And the author is the Holy Spirit of God. And Jesus is reaffirming that here in verse 14. I've given them your word. You know, in your arsenal of weaponry as a believer, the sword of the Spirit, Ephesians chapter 6, is the word of God. You've been given the word of God. And the word of God is the means by which you fight the good fight of faith. The basis of your life as a Christian is the Word of God. It's Matthew chapter 7. Jesus gives this parable. Two houses, they both experienced the same wind, the same rain, the same storm, the same flooding. One stands and one falls. What's the difference? The foundation. One house is built upon rock. One house is built upon sand. The house that is built upon the rock is the person who hears the Word of God and does it. You know, the Word of God does not bring about its effectual power in your life if you don't put it into practice. Dead faith can never produce a living thing. James tells us that. Faith without works is dead. And hearing the Word of God, the book of James also tells us, hearing the Word of God without actually putting it into practice, that's self-deception. And that's what the house that heard the Word and did not do it fell for, the deception of hearing but not doing. And it was like a house built on sand, and great was its fall. The first thing I want you to see is this. You are not of this world because you've been given the Word of God. If you're going to side with the Word of God, then you cannot side with the wisdom of this world. You're not of this world because you have the knowledge of God through the Word of God. Now, that's continually growing. You, me, everyone, we're on this path of faithfulness, right? We are the faithful. And we are desiring to have an increase of the knowledge of God 
to get deeper understanding and revelation. Not necessarily something new. I'll be honest, when I hear people say they have a new revelation that's never been heard before, I'm thinking, my friend, you've got a devil. (laughs) There's not really anything that's not been heard before or taught before, but we can have greater understanding of the very simple truth of God's Word. And the Bible is simple. I don't try to make the Bible something mysterious and spooky. Jesus didn't. He would teach the Bible using parables. Hey, just like you plant a seed, that's how the Word of God works. You put it in some good ground, water it, and you'll have a harvest. If you put the Word of God in your heart and you water it with prayer and confession and obedience, you'll have a harvest. It's pretty simple, isn't it? And so we, we desire to increase in the knowledge of God, and we do that by the Word of God. And Jesus has given us His Word. He has given us His Word. In fact, in this same chapter, verse 8, verse 8 of John 17, Jesus says this. He's praying this. And I have given to them, the disciples, the words which you have given me. So what words did Jesus give to us? The words that the Father gave Him. And they have received them, and they have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Jesus is saying, Lord, I gave them your word. You gave it to me, and I gave it to them. You've been given the word of God, and receive it as such. Treasure your Bible. Let your Bible be the greatest treasure you have in your life, for it is the word of God. And when you receive the word... As the Word of God, by default, you'll no longer be of this world. The second thing I want you to see is this. You're not of this world because you've been separated from it. You've been called out of this world. In our main scripture there, John 17, Jesus prays this. He says in verse 15, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, remove them completely. In fact, the way, only way we're going to be removed completely from this world is either by the rapture or by death. And he's saying, I'm not praying for that, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Verse 16, they are not of this world, just as I'm not of this world. You know, uh, back in the early 2000s, uh, you probably remember the the WWJD bracelets, What Would Jesus Do? Well, there was another brand. uh, Was it, let's say, not of this world, N-O-T-W. And I remember, I think the the T looked like a cross, N-O-T-W. We had some bracelets and T-shirts like that, not of this world. And you're not of this world. You may be in it, but you've not been birthed of it because you and I have been born again. When you believe on Jesus, you're born again, and you are no longer birthed or in the family or the nature of this world, which is dead in sin. You've been birthed into Christ, into the family of God. You have come into God by way of Christ Jesus, who is the open door. And you are no longer of this world, born of it, but you've been born of God. John chapter 1, verse 13, not of the will of flesh or the will of man, but of the will of God. You've been born again. And you're separated from this world. You're not of this world because you've been separated from this world. John 14, 30, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. That's Jesus speaking. And he's referring to his journey to the cross. Now, who is the ruler of this world? If you're looking in your Bible, it's a lowercase r, so we know it's not God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 tells us who the ruler of this world is. 
there's other places as well, but this is the first one that comes to my memory, and it's probably one of the most notable ones. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says this, "...whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them." Who is the God of this age? Who is the ruler of this world? It's Satan. Satan stole, by way of deception, authority from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were rulers of this world. And Satan, through scheming and lying and deceiving, and Adam's disobedience, became the ruler of this world, the God of this age. But you're not of this world. You're of the kingdom of heaven. And you're not of this world because you're separated from the spirit of this age, the spirit of error, the spirit of Antichrist, Satan himself. You've been separated from him. And just as Jesus can say, he has nothing in me, you and I should be able to say that just as wholeheartedly. And we must because we cannot serve two masters. How can we have, how can Satan have a lot or part in our life? If Christ is Lord of our life, Satan doesn't get to have a part in our life. Jesus is our Lord, and by by way of him being Lord, it means he has all of us. You're not of this world because you've been separated from it. The third thing I want you to see is this. You're not of this world because you've been set apart for the master's use. John 17, 17, sanctify them or set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20. There's a couple verses here I want to read. It gives us an illustration of, uh, I like to think of pots and pans and silverware in a house. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 says this, but in a great house. So think of a, think of a, a king's palace, a great house. There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, and some for dishonor. Verse 24, or excuse me, 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses from the latter, dishonor, latter meaning the last one, there the former would be honor, the latter would be dishonor. So if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, from dishonor, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart, and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Flee also youthful lust. Do not pursue right... Oh, excuse me. Let me start over. I miss, misspoke. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You and I are not of this world because we've been set apart for the use of the master. And just like in a castle, in a king's palace, he has the finest china and gold and silver ware. He also has things that are made out of wood and clay. But the wood and clay cups will never be on the dining table where the king sits. Only the gold and silver. And it's the same way in the master's house, in the Lord's house, Only the vessels of honor are prepared and set apart for the use of God.
That's the believer. That's the life of the believer. As a Christian, you and I are to be set apart for God, for His use. The last thing I want you to see today is this. You've been, you're not of this world because you've been sent into this world. Now you might think, okay, what do you mean? I'm not of this world, but I'm sent to it. Well, let me show you. John 17, John chapter 17, get back there. The last portion of this prayer that Jesus is praying for his disciples, verse 18, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. As you sent me into the world, I send them into the world. I made mention of this in the last wake-up call. If you didn't listen to it, go after this one, go listen to it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. As a Christian, we are not of this world because we've been sent into this world. Really, you can look at it in the book of Matthew. We see this revelation of the kingdom of heaven. Only the gospel of Matthew talks about the kingdom of heaven. It's interesting. It's a statement. There's many parables in the book of Matthew that are specific. They're kingdom of heaven parables. You don't see it in Matthew, Mark, or excuse me, Mark, Luke, or John. You see the same teaching and concept, but that phrase, the kingdom of heaven, is exclusive to the book of Matthew. And in the book of Matthew, there's this understanding that we are in the kingdom of heaven. And what is the kingdom of heaven? It is the body of believers. It's Christians who are doing the work of God. Really, you could look at it in like military words. Uh, I guess you could use a military jargon. We're an expeditionary invading force on a hostile planet, when you think about it. That's what we are as Christians. We're an expeditionary invasion military army force on a hostile planet. This world is hostile to the things of God. And we stand on the behalf of God, in the place of God, on Christ's behalf, pleading with this world to make peace with God by way of salvation. And in, in order for us to stand in that place, we can't be a part of the spirit of this world, the nature of this world. We must be clean. We have to be separate. We have to be pure from it. In order for us to be sent into this world, for, in order for you to stand confidently in front of other people, and tell them about the saving power of Christ. You can't have sin living and abiding in your own heart and your mind. It will destroy your confidence. But when you know that you're not of this world, that you've been set apart, that you have the Word of God that sets you apart, cleanses you, that you've been separated from the spirit of this world, and you're sent into it to tell them of the good news of Christ, that changes the way you think, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you live, you live on purpose, you speak on purpose, you carry yourself as an ambassador of Christ. And that's what I want to encourage you today. 
Never allow yourself to sink to the deception of you're just another person on this planet, walking around in this world. You are a member of the kingdom of heaven. You're a child of God, a son or a daughter of God. You have the indomitable spirit of God indwelling in you. You're more than a conqueror by Christ Jesus. And you're not of this world. Never pretend to be. Hey, I'm so thankful that you've listened today to this wake-up call. And we are back on schedule. I had a couple of y'all ask and reach out. Please do forgive me. I had a few things that I was trying to plan and prepare and, and do uh, with the podcast. But we are back in rotation for Who Is This Jesus? We're going to finish up that series. We've got three parts left, uh, starting with... Uh, part five is what we'll, we'll, this Thursday we'll release part five. Who is this Jesus? He is the resurrection and the life. So please forgive me for the for the couple week wait. I, I do apologize about that, but we were getting some things ironed out technically on our end, uh, looking at some different options that we have. But know this, this coming Thursday, we will have part five. Who is this Jesus? He is the resurrection and the life. You don't want to miss it. Because we're going to finish it up. There's three more parts or two more parts after that, three total, which will make a seven-part series. Maybe you're listening right now and you think, well, I didn't even know about the first four, AJ. Never fear. Wherever you're listening to me right now, you can go back and listen to those others on the podcast channel. So find the Faith for My Generation podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and you'll never miss a future episode. Hey, I'm really thankful for you. I'm believing God's best for you. And remember, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.